we've never had a time in history, or at least in our lifetimes, where we've really been able to just stop and be able to assess what are we doing? You're listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay, a podcast that empowers financial brand marketing, sales, and leadership teams to maximize their digital growth potential by generating 10 times more loans and deposits. Today's episode is part of the Exponential Insight series, where James Robert interviews the industry's top marketing, sales, and fintech leaders, sharing practical wisdom to exponentially elevate you and your team. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, when you and I talked to kind of frame up some thinking around this conversation, the world was a very different place. A lot has transpired over the past few weeks, and you've been busy leading your team, leading your organization. But what is good? What is good right now for you as you've worked through this this new normal that we're all trying to pick through together? I think there's a lot of good things. I mean, I read an article in Medium the other day describing this time as the great pause. And if you haven't read the article, it's 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 really good. It's called the great pause. And basically, what it's saying is that we've never had a time in history, or at least in our lifetimes, where we've really been able to just stop and be able to assess, what are we doing? How can we be doing it better? As we've been kind of going through Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the air, water, food, you know, <laughs> kind of view of the world where we've been fighting fires, all of this change that's happening to, in our personal lives and our business, so you, you you mentioned the great pause, and you're right. We have not been able to really create this space and time. This has been a almost a forcing function into our work life, into our personal life, our family life. But it's it's literally one of the the four digital growth operating environments that I work with financial brands around because there's there's the the training aspect, the learning aspect which you have a big conference that's right around the corner. You have the thinking aspect or the planning aspect. And as, as you noted uh, in our in our pre-interview, this is like strategic planning in a week. Then you have the doing aspect of everything. But I find a lot of people get stuck in the doing of whatever it is that we're working on. So it is nice to get this space and time, this great pause, as, as, as you noted. Because it is from there we can move into the fourth environment, which is to review and reflect, learn something, and just apply this thinking going forward. So as you've shifted internally, you mentioned here two things that are important, the employee experience and the service or the customer experience. How is that shifting, that thinking shifted for you in this post-COVID-19 world? It's been tremendous to to play this out. We, we really had to put on our mask before assisting others um, in really looking at our employees because we have this distributed workforce. Each location had a different set of rules. We did have also essential employees that in our contact center that have to be on the front lines really assisting our member credit unions. So what their experience was going to be was going to be different than 
our marketing team or our finance team or our sales teams that are kind of sitting at home. So we had, we really had to take within a week and a half, we moved everyone remote, had to get all of the infrastructure stabilized, had to really make sure our frontline staff were well taken care of. And as we, we just felt as a leadership team, tremendous responsibility to take care of the humans that could be medically impacted by this pandemic. And so that was first and foremost in our minds and took, took up a good two, three weeks for us to really get our, make sure that we managed that the right way. And as we were pivoting, I mean, of course we were doing that while keeping service levels as solid as possible during all of that transition keeping uptimes as solid as possible. What we realized was that while the work that we've been doing over the past few years has really paid off because co-op and our board has driven us to really invest aggressively in our organization to be a platform business, to be able to be agile and responsive regardless of what comes at you. And mostly that was done in order for us to bring in new service sets, new solutions, new things that would be appropriate in a growth environment, but it also works in a risk environment. So first we we took care of our employees and what that did was that it really gave us a culture lift. The employees, um, we, we ramped up communications dramatically. We put out daily, um, we, we have something called the co-op snapshot and that was typically a weekly. We now made it daily so that employees would know what to expect. And many of them, their schools were closing. We were just talking about, I'm, I'm now a homeschool teacher and, and a CXO. Um, they have all of these new challenges and how do you make it all happen? So they were needing a lot of information our CEO, Todd Clark, we were, he is um, speaking with them weekly via video conference. And what we found was that employees' gratitude was so high. Um, it really helped them be thankful for co-op and what we were able to do. And it made them hungry to be change agents and do what we need to do for our clients. And so us really focusing first on the employee experience was helping us be more innovative with the changes that were happening in the COVID environment to say, what should we do differently to best service our clients and their members? You know, hearing you talk through that, it, it gives me a lot of hope just for the sheer size of the organization and being able to be agile, make these pivots, Leadership, I think, plays a big role in that. And just to hear what Todd has been doing with communication, more importantly, video communication, to ensure that the human element is still in there, just like you and I are having this conversation. Uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, and I'm hoping that we will see this through. But the fact that I can see you just adds so much more richness to everything going on. And communication communicating courage, because just like this virus, courage is contagious, and gratitude. I was just talking with uh, uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy about this, the importance of gratitude. Starting the, the day, just it puts your mindset in the right direction to rise above all the chaos, all the confusion, uh, this crisis, and it's, it's not to limit that, but it's, like you said, it's about putting your mask on, and I and I know it's the oxygen mask, not the shirt. 
not the surgical yeah. mask. So let's talk about you. You've you've dealt with the employees and. And that's had a big impact about experience and experience is a big part of today's conversation and really the opportunities in a post COVID-19 world. So how would you define the customer experience or for credit unions, the member experience in today's digital world, really from your perspective as it stands and what are the opportunities to that matter going forward? Yeah, so we're seeing it in, in pretty much four different ways. Um, if you were to roll that all up, digital transformation has never been hotter. It's never been sexier. It is really important and, and essential. I know it is something that we've all spoken about for a few years now, but man, we are grateful and that our board pressed us to really invest in the infrastructure and the teams and the developers and doubled down on our distributed workforce and having talent available from everywhere and just getting the best talent. When you put all of those things together, having data scientists, like really having that all together, it helped us be able to shift like that. And so us being able to, to turn really quickly, even in the midst when the COVID was happening, we had just put in the biggest piece of technology, had to have the biggest tech upgrade in our contact center that we had ever had. And the teams were in the midst of doing that technology shift when COVID hit. And then we had to move, we had to move the teams that were in our Dallas location to another location, take some of those teams, make them remote, have dual site continuity with our Iowa location. So that went off without a hitch. We were able to do that with very, with limited impact to our clients. And we ended up dealing with double the capacity of our call volumes and had service levels remain stable. So when we talk about digital transformation, it's crucial in a time like this. And what we understand about consumer sentiment and behavior, it's they will give us all a break because they understand COVID. They'll do that near term. But come the fall or, you know, as this kind of drones on, they're going to expect that kind of response and that kind of um, service level as they would expect from Google or any sort of big tech company. And so the things that we need to be thoughtful about are digital first, everything. Um, we're even, we're a payments company. So we see our credit union clients, the most sophisticated are really looking at all of the ways that they digitally engage around the payment experience, how they're making it transparent, how they're embedding themselves in digital merchants and putting, putting together full rewards programs and marketing programs um, using Amazon and, and those types of merchants that are digital first. And then the credit unions that are just really kind of dipping their toe in the water, they're just seeing a run on debit cards. They're like, they have members that are typically cash members that are now asking for debit cards that are enrolling in the pays and Apple pay and Samsung pay, Garmin pay, all of these different types of, um, all of the digital pays. And then, you know, we're, we're just really needing to reassess what does that digital environment look like to, to do business remotely. 
Secondly, we're in a no-touch world, so contactless is through the roof. Everybody is asking for contactless, and they are experiencing that point-of-sale environment either using um, a digital wallet or using their contactless card. So we're seeing a lot of skip-the-dip types of efforts and campaigns. And of course, rounding out that financial wellness between both of those things on in the payments environment near term, we saw a lot of skip a pays and, and really demonstrating that empathy for, for our member base. And then on the flip side, we need to be really be thoughtful about remote service. How are your members doing business with you when you're not going to be seeing them in person? So how, what is that journey like within your credit union and how do they take advantage of your services, whether it's spend, save, borrow, invest, protect, what does that, what do all of those use cases look like in a remote service environment? And then fraud, I mean, card not present fraud is starting to go up dramatically. So how are you making sure that your teams are managing that? So it's, it's just really rethinking that employee experience and the member experience through their eyes. And it's, it's leading with empathy and using, um, we talk about the operating system, having your operating system and your service model be digital first throughout all of those. And there's very simple things that you can do to, to just start that. Technology has transformed our world and digital has changed the way consumers shop for and buy financial services forever. Now consumers make purchase decisions long before they walk into a branch, if they walk into a branch at all. But your financial brand still wants to grow loans and deposits. We get it. Digital growth can feel confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming for any financial brand marketing and sales leader. But it doesn't have to because James Robert wrote the book that guides you every step of the way along your digital growth journey. Visit www.digitalgrowth.com to get a preview of his best-selling book, Banking on Digital Growth, or order a copy right now for you and your team from Amazon. Inside, you'll find a strategic marketing manifesto that was written to transform financial brands, and it is packed full of practical and proven insights you can start using today to confidently generate 10 times more loans and deposits. Now back to the show. Yeah, you know, hearing you talk through that digital transformation, digital first, digital payments. And it's to that last point, the, the idea around digital payments, because what I'm seeing is it's almost a quad tsunami because we've had the health crisis, which is going to lead into the financial health crisis, which is going to lead into the societal crisis, which is all of those because job displacement, for example, 30% unemployment is a, is a prediction going into 2021. That's going to then lead to the psychological or the mental crisis. So you talked about like the financial well-being because there's such a strong correlation between physical well-being mental well-being and really rooted at the, the bottom of that is is financial well-being and the longer that we stay in the situation the more that consumer habits consumer behaviors almost like new, new neural networks are being formed in the consumer's mind of how they're they're buying shopping banking paying so th there are vast amounts of opportunity one of the things that we i think 
it's important to be cognizant of when we talk about experience is, and you use the word empathy, it's the financial hardships and trust. Trust will become the credit union's most valuable currency. I've always talked about making the you know deposits in a consumer's trust bank being their mind. What can, can, can credit unions, what can financial brands do to make those deposits, those trust deposits in a consumer's trust bank? There's a few things to think bank. about with that. Um, Trust can be defined as character and capability. And character is definitely something that credit unions really own. I mean, we're known as being the good guys and doing the right thing. Um, from a capability standpoint, you might not trust that a credit union can do all of the things that you would expect them to do or do it in the seed in which you expect it or the manner or the method in which you expect it. So there is what consumers end up doing is that they're financial nomads. They are they are digital nomads pulling in their different use cases from different partners. Um, I have a I have a story. Anybody that knows me, when I started working at Co-op, I was issued a BlackBerry that did three things. It made phone calls, it kept my calendar, and um, I could send a really weird text message. <laughs> um, uh, like that took forever on that keyboard. I now have an iPhone, a smartphone that has 111 different companies that I can carry around with me everywhere. And typically my day is traveling. And so I need to be able to do business with all of those different providers, regardless of where I am. So what the end consumer has been doing in terms of trust is finding the quickest point from A to B and um, that whomever can execute a use case in this, the phone, the aggregated environment of the phone is the one that wins. The challenge there is that the end consumer doesn't have a good idea of how they're doing in their financial life when they have fragmented all of those use cases. They can't tell how am I performing on my cash flow? How am I doing with my retirement? How am I doing in saving for my eight-year-old's college education? What does that what does my insurance look like? And I think the opportunity for credit unions is to is to double down on the empathy and the the trust that they have that they're going to do what's best for their members while they re-aggregate financial services and truly behave as this ecosystem of engagement and financial wellness. And that's how you build trust that can turn into market share. We are seeing um, transaction volumes down because people are not just are not spending in a non-discretionary manner or a discretionary manner. They're putting everything into the base, the, the essentials. But we have a real opportunity to be there for our members and to demonstrate that empathy and what they can be doing from a financial wellness standpoint over communicating with them. We will win. The battleground today is on engagement and financial wellness. And when you put that together along, I, I still believe that um, payments is part of that engagement. When you put that all together, we're building that trust and we're growing market share. And you will also see loans pick up when you do that. You will see that correlation between that engagement and um, payments day-to-day -day lifestyle and you being embedded in the day-to-day -day lifestyle of the member with those life stage, big ticket items that happen for the, that, that credit unions depend on as the bread and butter.
you know, I really like that perspective. Trust is character and capability combined. And so when I look at experience through through the lens of Digital Growth Institute, it's really twofold. It's it's the digital experience or the DX, but, but that that's only one side of the equation. It's also the human experience, as we talked about before, using technology to bring people together for good. So here's a question. I'm an executive at a financial brand at a credit union. I get what you're saying, Sam, but like I can't get everyone on board. And you said credit unions aren't really known for speed, but this COVID-19 is a forcing function to force some of this digital transformation that's been in the conversation sphere what can I do to help bring others along so that we can move forward in a unified manner to implement some of this thinking and really build experiences that build trust, that, that generate leads, retain leads, and, and to use your word, re-aggregate the credit union? That's funny. It feels overwhelming. I know for, for credit unions, that feels really like a lot to look at their, the entire experience that they're delivering and all of their channels and all of their use cases and say, how do I optimize this? What's interesting is that COVID-19 is forcing them to do it. They're having to look at their branch experience and say, well, how do we need to change this to make it safe for our members? We need to have members outside. They would, if we're open, they would then um, have an appointment and then they get to come in and meet with one of our team members, member services representatives. We're doing this. We're transforming the experience already. We're looking at elevated call volumes. We're looking at greater uptick in, like I said, the payments vehicles and all of the ancillary services that go around those payments vehicles. We're seeing an uptick in digital engagement on, in digital banking and on your social channels, how you service those clients. So we are doing it. What I would recommend is that what we tend to do is we look internally. I said, look inside first. I would actually flip that for designing the experience for the member and against our use cases. If you look at the basic things that we do for our members, we help them save, spend, invest, borrow, and we keep their money safe. So those are the basic use cases of what we do at a credit union. And when you think about who those people are that you are providing those use cases to, credit unions tend to cast the widest net possible and say, we are everything to everyone. And that is a challenge when we are community-based financial institutions that have limited resources, limited staff. We don't have the, the capital investment to compete at the same level as big tech and fintech and the, the top three banks in the country um, that are investing dramatically into these things. So it is helpful to focus. We do work. Um, there's a credit union on our board, Alliant Credit Union, that has has a tremendous case study on how they really focused. And they said, we are going to focus on, on these really tech-savvy, connected types of members and make tough choices about what are we going to cut? What are we going to say no to in order to enhance the experience for this member? So you have to get very focused 
on who your members are and what that experience is across those use cases. And you design, you get very clear in understanding those members and design from their point of the point of view in. So practically the way that you do that, I do believe it's important to journey map. I do believe it's important to have a cross-functional team within your credit union of many functional areas where we're really understanding what does that look like and collaborating on that. And then you make choices on what are we willing to change. Um, I know a credit union that decided that they were, go they were going to cut their branches and cut their ATM footprint, participate in a network of ATMs so that they could invest in digital. There's many choices to make when you're saying build, buy, or partner. But when you are clear about who your target member is and what they want and design or think about it from their perspective inward, you're going to be a lot more successful in prioritizing where you should be investing and understanding, creating metrics around, are you going to gain market share if you make those strategic bets? So start from the consumer and go in and don't have 72 different consumer types as your personas, you really have to focus. That right there. Don't have 72 different personas. I can't tell you when we go in and we do digital growth diagnostics and we see, and I've seen, I've seen upwards of 90 different persona types. This is about simplifying the complexities and we have to start the simplification internally because otherwise the complexities then just, just spread out externally. And I liked what you said. This is about people, putting people at the heart of all of our thinking and all of our doing. It's human-centered design. But most importantly, it's having the courage to say no. It's having the courage to let go of the past. And it's not personal, it's just what got us to where we're at today won't get us to where we need to go tomorrow. So I'm finding courage is really required at a time like this. Sam, it's been such sure. a, a wonderful conversation. That is scary and that is hard, but yeah. it, is, it is exciting too. Like I think that we have to see it. We're very good at saying, oh, that won't work. And that's not good. And, and people can show their value in saying why things are wrong. We, it, it's much harder to have a builder's mindset or a growth mindset around this. But this is a, people need us. These, these members need us and they're getting annoyed by Chase. They are annoyed by Bank of America and really how they've handled COVID. So we are being served up this incredible opportunity right now. This is giving us the space as the credit union movement to say we're an important part of the financial services fabric and we can really help people right now and look we're here and we're going to show you how we're going to do it and i think that's something we missed in 2008 we missed it that and and that is the opportunity and really it's it's been such a wonderful conversation a lot of practical ideas for someone listening i'm going to take take uh, your recommendation on focus and i'd like to ask you one last question Let's shorten the curve 12 months. What is your recommendation for a financial brand or credit union to focus in on if so that we don't have this list of 72 things that we need to do 
But if you could maybe just say, you know what, this is, it's not the end all be all, but it's just gonna get you started and moving in the right direction. I would say we need you need to double down on how you're investing right now. So all of the shifts that you're making now, keep going with them. Throw the original budget out the window and the original strategic plan. It's important for us to be focused on a digital first environment. Look and see the trends that you saw. How what what was member behavior like when you made these shifts? Can't be open to really measuring what just happened and saying, all right, let's keep going with this because it's the digital is going to go faster. It is what we're seeing from our competitors, really not even in the banking space, but in the big tech space. Apple got into financial services and payments. They are, that is the day-to-day member engagement. And I, I think as credit unions, we look to we look too much and at our lab metrics and our our PL to, to drive our strategic choices. That's looking backwards. I think we have a, an opportunity to look forwards and to say, how are members behaving and where are our technology competitors coming in? And we need to make sure that we can be trusted from a capability standpoint. So as we've seen member behavior move to completely remote, to having everybody basically in, including my 87-year-old mother-in-law do her banking remotely and via a cell phone, we have to be digital first remote service and be available in a no-touch environment. And I think that's going to help us speed up this idea of digital transformation and that flexibility on how we bring talent in and how they work, I think needs to continue. Very much so, very much so. So looking forward, building trust once again through character and capability, digital first. Sam, if someone wants to continue the conversation that we started today, what's the best way for them to reach out to you and say hello? LinkedIn's always great. I'm Samantha Paxson um, on LinkedIn, and um, I'm also pretty active on Twitter as well, Sam Smythe Paxson on Twitter. Excellent, Sam. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of Banking on Digital Growth. Absolutely, thank you, James, Robert. Until next time, be well, do good, and wash your hands. Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. Like what you hear? Tell a friend about the podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify and subscribe while you're there. To get even more practical and proven insights, visit www.digitalgrowth.com to grab a preview of James Robert's best-selling book, Banking on Digital Growth, or order a copy right now for you and your team from Amazon. Inside you'll find a strategic marketing and sales blueprint framed around 12 key areas of focus that empower you to confidently generate 10 times more loans and deposits. Until next time, be well and do good.